Hello, friends. So glad that we can join together in worship today. I'd like to read a passage of scripture as we begin from Ephesians chapter 3, Paul's prayer for the Ephesians. He says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. And I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the saints, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And now listen to this. Verse 20 says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. My friends, he is able to do more, immeasurably more, than all we ask or imagine. Do you believe that today? Do you believe the truth of God's word today? He is able to do more than you could ask or imagine in any aspect of your life. Whatever you're praying about, whatever needs you have, whatever concerns you have on your heart today, he is able to do more than you can imagine. He is our way-making God. He's our promise keeper. He's alive. He's working. So let's sing in faith today. Let's sing this song in faith today and declare He is our way-making God. You are here moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are here working in this place. I worship you. I worship you. Let's sing that again. You are here. You are here moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you, I worship you. All right, let's declare it. You are way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you My God, that is who you are. You are here. You are here, touching every heart. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, healing every heart. I worship you. I worship you. 
Well, good morning. Thank you again for making the time and joining us. My name is Jeff Fuller, pastor at Living Hope Wesleyan Church, hopeforvermont.org. And you can certainly find the uh, May 2022 prayer calendars. They should be emailed to you. There will also be hard copies for you at the uh, in-person gathering at Crossett Brook Middle School at 9 o'clock today. We have a special uh, Sunday morning at Crossett Brook beginning at 9. That is... Uh, the fact we're joined by the district superintendent, Dr. Carl Eastlack. Also, a baby dedication. Kenny and Kellen White are dedicating Kieran Oliver White uh, to the Lord, and we as a church want to support them and be there for them, and especially Kieran uh, as he grows up, that we'd pray for him, intercede on his behalf, and just support the family. You can find more about what baby dedication is all about, but we're excited about that. Followed by brunch, we're going to have uh, pancakes, eggs. Uh, people are bringing different breakfast casseroles. They're some fruit bagels and uh, hopefully you can make the time to join and if you feel like oh i'm going to get up late i can only show up for the brunch then do that show up at uh 10 o'clock and we'd love to have you join us at cross brook middle school this morning for uh for our brunch i just wanted to remind you of a few things and that is the fact that we are on youtube instagram twitter facebook church Facebook page, the Instagram account, the podcast is at Living Hope Wesleyan. So uh, we welcome you and hope you can join us uh, there as well. The call to worship this morning is Psalm 91. This is from the New Living Translation. I'll be reading from Psalm 91, this morning's call to worship. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and in him I trust. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home, for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. Whenever they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. Amen. Amen. The call to worship, Psalm 91, read from the New Living Translation. Again, we encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's Living Hope Wesleyan Church. Also, you can find us on Facebook. The church Facebook page is at Hope for Vermont. There's also a church Facebook group. 
But the church Facebook page is the same as Twitter at Hope for Vermont. Like, subscribe, share, leave a rating, review, whatever you do in the comment section. We'd love to have you uh, be a part. Again, we are on Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, same as Instagram at Living Hope Wesleyan. Well, as we continue, my name is Jeff Fuller, pastor at Living Hope Wesleyan Church, hopeforvermont.org. I'd love to hear from you. Pastor at hopeforvermont.org. See how we can pray uh, for you. We can pray with you. I met with a uh, friend this past weekend, and it was great to catch up and to be there for one another. Even though physically we cannot always be there for, we can always pray for someone. And at times, God opens the doors to have us pray with. So uh, let us be the church that cares for each other. As we meet at Crossbrook Middle School, nine o'clock on Sunday mornings, kids packs are available. We are working on uh, developing the children and family ministry as well. As you'd like to volunteer for that or the music ministry, contact me, pastor at hopeforvermont.org. The four is F-O-R, Vermont is spelled out, pastor at hopeforvermont.org. We'd love to have you get involved and uh, be a part in that way. You can also fill out a complete uh, connection card or simply complete the information by texting me your email address, best email address, email address you check, email address where my email will not go into spam, uh, 802-522-6536. As we continue this morning, we just thank you again for being a part. We say good morning. We say he is risen. We say that we celebrate Easter as believers, followers of Jesus each and every day because we have his salvation. We find comfort and peace and his hope knowing that he has set us free. And so hopefully that is your testimony today. If not, as of now, hopefully by the end of this time together, you will realize the goodness of God and receive him, repent of your sins and follow Jesus. Make that your commitment as we dedicate ourselves to the Lord. The memory verse for this month as we conclude this month, it's Luke 24, 6. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee. Amen. Amen. And what a tremendous scripture as we celebrated Easter last week. And as Christians, we um, identify with him and we remember what he has done and we can live this abundant life that he has for us. As we uh, look this morning, we are going to um, sing a couple songs because we have a special baby dedication. Kieran Oliver White will be dedicated at the end of the service, the in-person gathering at Crossetbrook Middle School in Duxbury, Vermont, 05676. Just put in Crossetbrook Middle School, Duxbury, Vermont, 05676, and that will lead you there. But um, let us pray. There are several requests. There's a 14-year-old boy that just had surgery. And I got to visit with him last week. He's recovering, hoping to return home uh, early next week, but it's going to be um, a, a long recovery. And so we just pray for him. There are those that were involved in a accident last evening. I was made aware, and we just want to pray for them and their family, pray for the doctors, nurses, surgeons, that uh, God would give them tremendous insight to know exactly where to move and provide care. We pray that the Holy Spirit, that his presence would be not just felt, but also received and known that people would know God's salvation in the middle of tragedy. And those that are continuing with chemotherapy and treatment for disease, we just pray for God's grace and presence to be their sustenance, to be their strength, but also 
to be their hope and their joy. So let's pray. Jesus, we thank you that we can pray, we can come before you boldly, because you are good, you are awesome, and knowing that you have a plan for our lives. So Jesus, we ask that we might be found faithful, obedient, that we would be responsive to your conviction, that we would be open to the change that you have, that we would walk in faithfulness for you. And Father, we lift up those that need you, those that are lost, those that are desperate for new life, those that desire to know their identity is found in the fact that you made them as a masterpiece. You knew them when they were in their mother's womb. You knit them together that we are beautifully and wonderfully made. And Father, for those that are struggling, whether by being distracted or disappointed, discouraged or depressed, we ask God that you would not just be there for them because you already are, but that we would choose to look to you, that we would feel your embrace, that we would allow you to wipe away our tears, to give you that shame, that guilt, that sin, that temptation, that you would set us free and we would know how much you love us. And because of your love, we would love others and we would love you. And we would serve one another and bear one another's burdens because You've commanded us to be your hands and feet, to be like you. So we thank you, God, for your example. We thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you, Jesus, for being with us. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, amen, and thank you again for making the time to join us. Once more, my name is Jeff Fuller, pastor at Living Hope Wesleyan Church, hopeforvermont.org. We're on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can like, share, comment, subscribe, leave a com uh, message, whatever, uh, leave a review. That's what I'm searching for, and help us out there. We do thank you for your continued uh, giving, tithes, and offerings, whether the Be Generous tab at hopeforvermont.org, online giving, hopeforvermont.org. Just click the Be Generous tab in person, whether at the chapel, during a life group, or whether uh, 9 a.m. at Cross Brook Middle School. Just so fortunate, some people continue to mail their uh, checks to the chapel campus, 5793, that's 5793, Waterbury-Stowe Road, S-T-O-W-E, Waterbury Center, Vermont, 05677. And thank you so much as uh, you allow us to reach out to families in need, to be God's hands and feet, and just to share his love in practical ways. So thank you for allowing the church to function and be the church. Uh, this morning, we will have Dr. Carl Eastlack, the district superintendent from the Northeast District. Our district, as Living Hope Wesleyan Church, is part of the Wesleyan denomination. The denomination is split into different um, districts, and Dr. Carl Eastlack is going to bring greetings, and I just appreciate his leadership so much. Uh, he is down to earth. He has great leadership. He has that unique ability to combine the shepherd's heart with leadership skills, and not just leadership, but leader development, and I just appreciate him so much. If you'd like to meet him, uh, you can certainly speak with him at the brunch following this morning's service at Crossbrook Middle School as well. But as we continue, we look at Luke chapter 24, verse 36. Luke 24, 36. And just as they were telling about it, the message of Jesus, seeing Jesus, uh, as they were telling the story of what they had seen, what they had heard, what they had witnessed, what they had experienced, what they had been a part of, just as they were giving testimony, Jesus himself was suddenly standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. He was suddenly standing there 
among them. They were nervous about that. The title, I guess, of this sermon, of this message, of this talk is, When Jesus Shows Up, When Jesus Shows Up. I could have put an exclamation point. I could have put a question mark. There could have been a period. When Jesus Shows Up. But how do we respond when Jesus shows up, when he says, Peace be with you. He surprises you. Suddenly, he's standing there. We find God right there with us when maybe we don't want to be. And instead of with great conviction or with guilt or shame, which probably we deserve, God is saying, peace be with you. When you are having a conversation about your favorite sports team and something maybe off color comes into the conversation and all of a sudden there is who you thought was a stranger. They said, hey, didn't I see you at church on Sunday? And you wonder, wow, am I being a good witness of my conversation. Maybe you are eating and out to uh, dinner with a friend and somebody comes up to you and they say, hey, uh, I've been praying for your family. Does that change your conversation? Does that bring conviction of how focused am I? I'm not saying that we do things because we fear what somebody might say, but I'm saying how we live is a testament to when Jesus shows up. When Jesus shows up, how do we live? Do we rest in the peace that he says, peace be with you? But the whole group was startled and frightened, thinking they were seeing a ghost. They were startled and frightened because Jesus showed up when they didn't expect it, when they thought they were just telling a story, when it was just a memory to them, when it was an experience they had. But wow, Jesus just showed up. I remember when I was uh, in college, freshman, I believe, I took a trip down to a Boston Celtics game, and my favorite college team is the North Carolina Tar Heels, of which Rick Fox had just graduated from North Carolina, was drafted by the North uh, Boston Celtics, and I got to see him. And I was going crazy, because we got to the game early, and I got to yell at him, and I got to uh, see him, and he actually came over and signed an autograph for me, which I've proceeded to lose, but That experience was so awesome. And if Rick Fox showed up right now, I was like, whoa, I was talking about an experience that happened 20 plus years ago. I don't expect that to happen now. And sometimes we talk about an experience that happened to us. But do we expect Jesus to startle us, to show up right now? We do not need to be frightened. He just said, peace be with you. Why are you frightened? Why are your hearts filled with doubt? Look at my hands. Look at my feet. You can see it is really me. Jesus says, don't be scared. Don't be alarmed. You don't have to be uh, convicted, but you can see me. You can have great joy. You can Take in a tremendous confidence because, look, it's really me. Touch me and make sure that I am not a ghost because ghosts don't have bodies as you see that I do. Touch and feel. See doubting Thomas. See honest Thomas. See idealist uh, whoever. See realist Thomas. He's the one that wanted to see. And Jesus is saying, don't be scared. Look and see I am here. As Jesus spoke, he showed them his hands and his feet. Still they stood there in disbelief, filled with joy and wonder. They stood there in disbelief, filled with joy and wonder. Then he asked, do you have anything here to eat? Oh, I love Jesus. I love how he talks about uh, food frequently and uh, in most of these stories. But they stood there in disbelief, filled with joy 
in wonder. That's similar to when a child is born, when you're a child, when you become a father, a mother, not just when your wife is pregnant. That is amazing when you are informed that, wow, your family is growing, that that baby is alive, that that soul is growing and wanting to be nurtured in the mother's womb. But there is disbelief and you're filled with joy and there is great wonder once your child is born. And this is the new life, the new birth, what they were beginning to experience. And Jesus is saying, hey, uh, I know it's kind of awkward for you, but hey, let's eat. Let's do something that's familiar. Let's do something that's comfortable. Let's find that common ground. Let's uh, commune together. They gave him a piece of broad fish and he ate as they watch. Can you imagine how they watch Jesus? Can you imagine how they wanted to see, is he really a man or is he a ghost? Is he a spirit? Is this food just going to drop to the ground? Is it going to go into his mouth? Can he chew it up? Can he swallow and digest it? Is this person in front of me really my friend, my savior, the Lord of my life, or is he simply a spirit? And God came to the earth, fully man in Jesus, but also fully God. They watched it. They began to commune with him. They found common ground with Jesus. They had a conversation. They listened to his words. They probably hung on every word. They slid to the edge of their seat. And no, they didn't sit on chairs, as we've been told, but they were on the floor or next to Jesus. They were probably leaning in to what Jesus had to say. They wanted to spend time, communion, fellowship with Jesus. They wanted to see, whenever you do this, do this in memory of me. Whenever you eat, whenever you drink, now you drink with great joy because I, Jesus, am alive. Then he said, when I was with you before, I told you, I told you that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and in the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. He opened their minds to understand the scriptures. This is what God, I believe, through scriptures, telling us now that through the experience of Jesus' death and resurrection, ascension from the cross, from earth, sending us the comforter, the Holy Spirit to be with us, we need to understand the scriptures so we can share the scriptures with others, not just the situation. How do you apply scripture in the current situation? Do you understand not simply the situation, but how the scriptures impacted each situation? It is not we take something and say, okay, I want to make this point. What scripture can prove my point? But we take the scripture and say, how does this cause me to adjust my life to live more like God in this situation? How can I show God's love, his truth, his conviction, his help, his grace, his mercy in this situation? You can vote however you want to vote, but you don't have to share with everybody your opinion on why you voted, how you voted. You can simply share, I love Jesus and I want to live Jesus and I desire to be Jesus to you. I want to show his love in a practical way that you can understand the scripture and how it impacts me in this current situation. 
And Jesus said, yes, it is written long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead on the third day. He does not shrink back from the reality that he's the Messiah. He does not, oh, brush it off. Oh, it's no big deal. He does not uh, resist the the compliment that's given to him. He understands what has happened, who he is, that he is the Christ, Messiah, that Jesus is not just somebody that walked on earth, that did things that people were marveled about, but he was the Messiah who suffered and died and rose again on the third day. He also went on to say, it is written, It is written that this message would be proclaimed in the authority of his name to all the nations beginning in Jerusalem. There is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. He went on to say this message would be proclaimed in the authority of his name to all the nations. This forgiveness of sins for all who repent. This is what we are responsible for. To know his love. To receive his forgiveness. But to make him known in that same grace in which we were forgiven. To extend that grace through the power of the Holy Spirit. By the grace of God through faith in him. We might become followers of him. We are already his creation. God wants to renew his creation back to him that we would understand our identity we would understand our purpose we would realize that it is not for us to get along with others just to be good people but it's for us to love God's creation that they might be reunited with him and know him as Savior, there is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. However far we think they are from God, that might mean they are closest to God because God is everywhere. So you cannot be far from Him. Only in your heart can you withstand uh, the conviction or turn your back against God. But He is always showing mercy and grace and love towards you that you would not, that I would not, that we would not suffer eternity in hell, but we would know the hope of salvation here on earth, eternal life here while we live, here while we live, that God is preparing us for heaven, that we would not go alone. My dad often prays, Lord, help me to make it to heaven and bring someone with me, that we would have a testimony of those that we live Jesus in front of, that they chose Jesus because of our lifestyle, because of our actions, because of our conversation, because that we took time to eat with people. We took time to take off our sandals, to sit down, to listen. We would have conversations with people that they might know the Jesus who is alive in us. There is forgiveness for sins to all who repent. You are witnesses of all these things. You are witnesses of all these things. You are participants. You don't just watch. You don't just take note. You don't just record, but you are witnesses. You are participants. You are those that get involved. You are not simply on the bench, but you are on the bench ready for when the coach, when God says get in the game. And when you get into the proverbial game, you understand that you have been prepared for such a time as this, that this was not a mistake by God where he should have had Moses now that, man, if Paul was here in 2022, what a better day it would be. But God created you, insert your name, your full name, that God wants you to live at such a time as this to display who Jesus is. Luke 24, 
48. You are witnesses of all these things. We are witnesses to the reality of Jesus, to the forgiveness of sins, to the hope that he gives. And now, and now I will send you the Holy Spirit just as my Father promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. And now I will send the Holy Spirit. This is right before Jesus left. He ascended. His earthly body left. His earthly body left, but Jesus His presence was still here. Jesus' earthly body could go to place to place, but his spiritual body, the Holy Spirit, can be everywhere at once. Now, I will send the Holy Spirit. The Comforter has come. Jesus has given us great joy in knowing that the mediator, the one that takes and interprets our groans, the moaning of our heart, that he translates them to the Father. So God knows exactly what we are crying out for, what we're desperate for, that we need him, Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, makes that a reality. We have Jesus. And now the Holy Spirit shows up all the time through conviction. He shows up through divine insight. He gives us these moments that we say are God moments. And just Luke 24, 36, going back to how we began, Just as they were telling about what had happened, Jesus himself was suddenly standing there among them, and he said, Peace be with you. The Holy Spirit shows up. The Holy Spirit comes into our lives. The Holy Spirit is suddenly standing there and telling us, I need you to know that I love you. I want you to know that you are not alone. I desire for you to understand the purpose that God created you before the beginning of time to love one another, that the Holy Spirit is with us. And he's saying, peace be with us that we do not have to be frightened we don't have to be startled but we get comfortable with the holy spirit coming to us being there for us to understand the scriptures he opened their minds to understand the scriptures we need to understand the scriptures that the holy spirit is with us why well several reasons first because that's what Jesus did, and we are to be like Jesus. Jesus came to seek and save the lost and to do the will of the Father. We are to be like Jesus, to do the will of the Father. And we do not seek and save the lost, but we present the gospel, the good news, to those that need him. One of those that we present it to will be, it is, Kieran Oliver White. In the in-person at Crossbrook Middle School, 9 o'clock, Duxbury, Vermont, 05676. We're going to be celebrating with Kenny and Kellen White the birth of their second child, Kieran Oliver White, and celebrating the fact that he is being raised by Christian parents, celebrating the fact that they have asked the local church to get involved, to pray with, to be there for, to instruct, to share the scriptures with Kieran that he might know as his sister will and does that God loves them, that he is for them, that Kieran does not just make it into heaven because his parents are Christians or that he went to a local church, but that he would know the truth of Jesus. So Dr. Carla is going to help in this time of dedication, and we are going to pray for Kenny and Kellen and Clara and Kieran, and we are going to 
commit as a church to often pray and intercede and to see how we might encourage them in the name of Jesus. We might be God's hands and feet just as to the lost. We want to be there for the church. We just want to celebrate. We want to encourage. We want to lift up, intercede, pray for and make manifest the truth of who Jesus is that Kieran would grow up knowing the love of God. And so as we celebrate Kieran later today, we just ask that you would join us in prayer and celebration as well for Kieran. Kellen asked for these scriptures to be read. God has made everything beautiful in its time. For this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition. Blessed is she who believed that there would be fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. So we will pray for Karen. And after, we want to celebrate with you by celebrating the end of spring break for our local school. And we have sidewalk chalk, and we are going to go out as students return from spring. And we want to leave them a message in front of the school as they walk in with some of them, their headphones in, their hats on, their heads down, that they would see the world needs you, that they would see, smile loudly, that they would see that you are not alone, that we as a church want to celebrate these students as they return, the staff as they return, as they come back, as they finish this school year strong we want to celebrate with them and so you have sidewalk chalk as maybe you're an introvert and you don't want to sit in front of everybody eating your brunch or maybe you just want to be outside in the fresh air and eat your uh, delicious pancakes with fresh maple syrup outside take a piece of sidewalk chalk and write on the Crossbrook Middle School sidewalk something appropriate that you are not alone that Smile loudly that you're almost done, that finished well. These things that we want to encourage our community by knowing for such a time as this, just as Kieran was created for such a time as this, we can celebrate with one another. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for Kieran Oliver White. We thank you for Kenny and Kellen and Clara. We just pray that as a local church, Living Hope Wesleyan might be able to be respond, uh, be reminded and respond in such a way to those that have dedicated their children, that we would encourage them, that we would pray for them, that we would allow them to be a part of us, that we would show them the scripture that they might understand who you are. Father, for our community, that they would understand the scripture, that you are love, that you are salvation, that you are freedom, that you are healing, that you are hope, you are peace, you are joy, you are good, and we would know that you are for us. So, Father, as you convict, as you show up, may we not be startled or frightened, but may your conviction bring freedom, that we would know that you have said, peace be with us, and because you are with us, we can live in peace. So, Father, for those that struggle with anxiety or mental illness or suicidal ideations, we ask that you would bring peace. For those that are struggling with health concerns, with financial cares, with relationships that are broken, with divorce that is pending, with separation that's taken place, we ask for peace. Jesus, for this time that we are uncertain, we are worried, we are concerned, we Ask for peace in Jesus for us that find rest in you. We thank you 
for being peace. We thank you for being with us. We love you, Jesus, and thank you for who you are and for being here with us today. Amen. God is so good, and he's so faithful all the time, in every season, no matter what you're going through. He is good, and he deserves our praise and our worship. For some of you today, probably is a big sacrifice to lift your eyes to him and to sing this, because there's so much challenge and turmoil going on in your life. My friends, that's exactly when you need to lift your eyes and when you need to raise your song of praise and declare the goodness of God. So join us. Let's declare the goodness of God together today. I love you, Lord. Sing it to him. Oh, your mercy never fails me all my days. I have been held in your hands from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head. I will sing of the goodness of God. Yes. I am. 
out, sing it again, your goodness. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. You believe that? Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I'm surrendered now. I give you everything. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Sing it to him today, declare his faithfulness. All my life you have been faithful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. faith. 